The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Adjacent... You're listening to the Sports Adjacent. Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent. With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network. We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent. Listen, man. I'm just trying to get in where I fit in. That's that's so... He wants you to keep going, Billy. Try I mean, he, no, he's he thriving and he's making going. it seem like he's just barely scratching <laughs> by. Get out of here. This man. Give him, well, give him, some, give him some more compliments. Give him some more compliments to bashfully brush away. Oh, stop! Oh, stop! Oh, jeez! You can do some more. You look so handsome on Apple TV, Russ. <laughs> what you want? Listen, man. I... The teeth whitening is hundred percent coming through. <laughs> I I only did it once because that shit hurt. I know. I remember talking about that. <laughs> that... Billy, Billy, have you done anything like that? Have you done teeth whitening like at the dentist or with the um, whitening strips or whatever that you buy at Target? Not with the strips. I did. Uh, I think after I got braces, I did like the laser like one at the dentist. And it and it makes your teeth like really soft. Super sensitive. Yeah, it's, it's not great. Not fun. Not I, fun. I've done the uh, the white strips and... Then I did one that the dentist gave me two options. He one was like, we do it here. And he's like, that's pretty painful. And that's what Russ did, um, which I thought was like a fascinating process. Once Russ was telling me about it, I did one that you did at home. That's like stronger than the white strips. It's this light up thing. It's like a mouth guard you put in when it lights up mm. or something. I forget what the name of it is. And that actually like it was effective and it was not that bad. It wasn't that painful. I didn't think, but you have to do it like every day f- for twice a day, I think for days and days. When Russ got it done professionally at the dentist, like maybe a year or two ago, the, the way he described it to me was like their process is basically see how much you can take. It's well, we're gonna, 100% we're gonna do we're gonna do like 10 minute rounds or something or 15 minute yes. rounds. And we'll just how how many are we gonna do? As many as you can handle. Have you cried yet? Before you tap out. And it's when you tear up is when they turn it down. So did you you had to wear like like glasses and stuff like that? Yes. Or no. Okay, yes. so I did it a really long time ago, probably when I was like graduating high school or something. So I, I'm sure there's been advancements since then. I don't think so. I, so okay. I, I, I got in there, sat down. The lady walked me through it. She was like, we're going to put this gel on your teeth. And then we're going to like direct put this like mouth guard that opens you up. And they're going to point the UV rays at your mouth. And she said, All right, I'll come back in about seven minutes. That's the time of the round. First round, they do it. And you're like. Hmm, my teeth feel weird. I don't like that feeling very mm-hmm. much, but whatever. And then she comes back with like, all right, that's the end of round one. I said, wait, 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 wait. You're telling me you're gonna keep doing this? Like my teeth already feel like it's they're starting to hurt. Yeah. And she was like, Yeah, we're gonna do three or four rounds. I said, or four? Yeah. She was like, Yeah, we'll just see where we're at after two. Where we're at means how much you can tolerate. 
that's what I started to get. So I'm like, mm, okay, because because I could tell that it was on the highest setting. So then she comes it back or she puts it on again. Round two, I'm like, nah, this thing hurts. Like I and they don't tell you. They just show the lady that has the pearly whites on the first. They don't yeah. tell you your mouth is gonna feel like somebody just hammering at them. Get done with round two, and she's like, yeah, you probably need two more rounds. I'm like, all right, wait, 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 wait. Before we get to round three, I don't know what settings you got back there, but my teeth hurt right now. She's like, all right, I'll, I'll turn it down. I'll turn it down in the intensity. Round three, I am like white knuckling the seat at the dentist's office. And I said, ma'am, not going to lie to you. I don't think I can do a fourth round. I know I'm paying 500 bucks a pop to do this, but I just I just can't. Right. So she said, I'll turn it down to the lowest setting for the last one. Get through it. But once you're done, it's not like a tattoo where you feel some pain during it. And once you're done, you're done. You don't feel it after. Once yeah. you get out of the chair, breathing hurts. Yeah. Your teeth are so sensitive. The air hitting your teeth hurts. Dude, God it's help like you that if it's cold outside. Hours. Yeah, it, I did it in the summertime. I can't imagine the winter. Like, it was bad, Billy. It was bad. Was it worth it, though, now? Well, I mean, look at him. You're a big star. <laughs> look at that me. smile. I, it was That's worth a it. half a million dollar smile? What is it? Wow. It, was, it was worth it, but looking back, I don't think the pain was worth it. Like, if, if you were to tell me, explain to me the pain process, I probably don't do it. I probably right. do what you did, Jason. Do the home thing, and the home thing's cheaper too. It's like maybe a few hundred bucks. Um, yeah, and, that and was five hundred sitting. In the I chair. still have like the leftovers of it. Like I need to do it again. Uh, mm. I still have it sitting in my, in my, uh, in the drawer in my bathroom. Billy, when you go places to like, for stuff like that, like stuff you have to do, like the dentist, the doctor. I don't know what else would fall into this category. You got to get your license renewed or something. When you go do these things, how often do you? end up in a conversation about you being Billy Gill. How often is the dentist like, oh. if you haven't met them before, they're like, oh, you're Billy Gill from Levitard Show. Hardly ever. I think my eye doctor is the only one that like found out what I did. Even my barber, my barber, I feel like if I tell him what I do would be like a lot more interested in me because my barber thinks that I'm a cop like and has said so <laughs> multiple times. Like he said it one time and then like, two or three times later he's like you told me you were a cop right i'm like absolutely not and he he said it to me in like the most um insulting way he possibly could he's like oh yeah no i thought that you were like one of the cops but like the one that like you wouldn't be out in the street like you'd be the one one of the ones that got a desk right and i'm like yeah but i'm not i'm not a cop like we've had you'd, you'd be uh you know they don't trust with the gun out in the wild You'd well, be one of those cops that's not tough enough to be a cop, right? That's exactly what he was implying. That's exactly Only what he was implying. Right? Oh, and my barbershop like has all kinds of things that are not on the up and up going on there. So like I know that when he's saying okay. that, he's kind of also probing like Yeah, these questions are precautionary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like how much can I tell this guy? Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> that's unfortunate. Yeah. Like, why do you think, no, why does he you think you're a cop? He thinks you're he. Why is that the instinct? If you've never said anything like that, is it because you have just that dry demeanor? That is it your cadence? You have cop energy, Billy. I I must have cop energy when I go in there. Um, but I I don't know because I I don't say much when I talk to him. Like he's a guy that's probably he he also is uh like mid forties. I I would say. Like maybe closest to 50 
And then like while while talking to me sometimes like, you know, like people like our age and I'm like, we're not the same age. Like we're not we're not close in age. This is you're getting a very bad read on me, sir. Like this isn't what's going on here. He's, he's reading you as old and cop. Well, and, and here's the thing is that I've told him like that I have two young daughters and he will tell me that he has grandchildren that are like slightly older than them because I guess he had children young and they had children, young, okay. whatever. Right. So he's like. Maybe like 50, like late 40s, probably like early 50s. We'll say like people like our age and then we'll talk about his grandkids. And I'm like, sir, like you have grandkids that are older than my children. We're not in the same age bracket here. And I'm not a cop like for the last time. <laughs> also, I'm not a cop. Just throw that in. Just throw it back out there. Not a cop. I, here's the thing. Like I, the first the first time I went there. Right. Um, someone like recommended this app because I was going to like a barber that I didn't love and I didn't have like a set barber. I just go to like the barber shop and it'd just be like whoever's available, which is like the worst way to do it. Right. And like it was an old Cuban barber shop. So like these guys are, you know, in their like 70s cutting your hair and like mm -hmm. the whole clientele is like the same thing. So I was like, I need to go to like a younger place. I need to like not because it was hit or miss every time I got a haircut too. Right. Because I like tell them but they're speaking Spanish and I like I'm bilingual, but like, I don't know how to perfectly describe what I want my hair to look like in Spanish. So it was very hit or miss. So finally, like someone recommended this app. I'm like, perfect. I don't have to wait. I just make an appointment, go in, go out, whatever. Right. So the first time I go, it's uh, it's the week before March madness, like two years ago. So it's like championship weekend for like all of the different, um, conferences right so it's the time where like there's games at like 11 a.m 12 o'clock one o'clock yeah, like awesome. all day long all day long there's games all these like tiny conferences everything's televised because like you're gearing up towards march madness right so so it's the first time i'm there they're betting on absolutely everything there's there's a pool table in the middle of the barber shop and it, they're like making sure like everybody knows like $50 a game and all that stuff. I'm like, oh, they're betting. I thought you meant they were betting like on apps and stuff. No, they were running their own sports. Old school. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like part of my hesitancy to be like, yeah, no, I work like in sports. I got a podcast or whatever is because then I feel like what will happen is he'll like start asking me questions that I yes. inevitably won't have the answers to. And then he'll just be like, this guy's an idiot. I can't trust him. Or like, I'll tell him something. And then let's say he goes and he makes a bet and then he loses money and he holds it against me and he like shades off my eyebrow or something. Right. So like, I don't want any of these options. So I've decided that it's better to allow him to think that I'm a cop with an, with a desk job, apparently, because I'm not right. tough enough to be out in the streets. Right. <laughs> I get people that ask me all the time. Do you get Russ? Do you get questions uh, that are baseball questions, but, they're really like baseball gambling 1, 000, questions. 1,000%. And I'm like, okay. don't even don't even come to me with that because I know what you're getting at. And don't you dare. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm really serious about it because like as a reporter, I don't I don't want no ethical problems at all because we're already in this weird part of sports now where there used to be like black and white. No gambling. Mm -hmm. You now couldn't even talk about the spread area. to a game on TV. Right. You're, well, there's, gray there's a with sports book at Wrigley, right? Yes. There's a sports book everywhere, man. Wrigley yeah. at the United Center now. FanDuel has a whole setup. Uh, mm -hmm. Wrigley has DraftKings, yeah. most ball at the Great American Ballpark, where Pete Rose played in Cincinnati. There's a sports book, right? Like, there's a there's a gambling show on MLB Network. Like, there's so yeah, we've already crossed the lines, and leagues have done this to themselves. 
But for me as a journalist, I'm like, I dog, I don't even want to be in the conversation of betting. Like we have a betting sponsor, shout out to BetMGM, but <laughs> I just say, hey, you can bet on the NFL. And they have other stuff on there. You can Base- do what you want of other stuff, but baseball's the craziest sport to bet on, right? Like you have to really it's like, so random. You have to really like yeah. to bet. Like betting on sports, bet on baseball. See, I always feel like horses are like that. Yeah, well, yeah, like who the hell really knows about horse betting besides the degenerates? I had a, fr- I had a friend. Four or five times a year, people go, ooh, exact the box. Like, shut up. Like, you don't know about anything. I had a friend who started uh, gambling on horse racing, Russ, on Saturdays, like from home. Because uh, you can go to some, there's some channel. I, I'm so removed from, I say. Vandal so, had their channel. There's a lot of horse betting on, so little horse awareness. on their channel. Yeah, there's there, you can just watch horse races on TV all day and bet on them. And uh, he told me, "quote I figured out horse racing." Oh, I was like, "Yeah, oh, I bet." That lasted like two weeks. <laughs> I figured out horse racing. Uh, I don't. I yeah, no, I'm. I'm. Okay. Wait, wait. I want to. I want to circle back to Billy on on the barbershop thing. You for everybody out there, Billy. Everybody knows Billy lives in Miami area. You can so. go to some wild. Barber shops in Miami too, places where they are like li- literally lighting your hair on fire as part of the haircut. Yeah, so there is insane like, stuff going on. I don't want the abuelos that yeah. are like 70, 75, yeah, that only speak Spanish. You want to be like, hey man, can you take a little bit off the top? You don't want to have to go. Uh, necesito mi cor- mi, mi yeah. pelo más corto, and you know, you don't want to have yeah, to think yeah. when you go in there. I so I would give them an idea, but like I'm also very indecisive, and it's basically like. <laughs> I don't like what I look like. I want to look younger. And like for, for them, I am younger. So like they're fine with what I look like. Not, and then, not according to your barber. Well, my barber thinks I'm in my 50s. So, you know, guys like us. Well, the other the other thing that he'll do to me now is that like so I will go in and like I'm not great at getting haircuts. Like I, I hate sitting down like when they put the thing around your neck, I get like all stressed out. I'm like, it's always too tight, but I don't want to tell them I feel like I'm suffocating. So like I'm just sitting there like, God, I hope this ends soon. Right. So I don't like the experience. So like I'll go and then wait like six weeks or or sometimes more before I go back. So I go and I get like a skin fade going up the side. Right. And at the top, it won't be like the machine, but it'll be like, you know, like short. And then I'll wait like two months before I go back. So my hair is like a lot longer. And every time I go, he tells me something. He's like, oh, every time you come in, I forget that you got a skin fade because your hair is so long. And it's like you clearly haven't forgotten because every time you tell me the same comment, you just are right. trying to get me to come on a more yeah, regular. regular he wants you in yeah. a couple more times a year. Yeah. Well, he tells me like he, he tells me that he has like realtors that go in there twice a week to get haircuts, which for me is like insane. I don't feel like if you're buying a house, you need your realtor to be getting a haircut twice a week. Well, who I also wonder what, that? well, or the budget, honestly, like if you're going in twice a week, let's say you're spending, you're doing think, South Florida real estate. I mean, you're probably doing okay. And there's a lot of realtors down here. Okay. I feel like if you, what, what do you guys think an appropriate hair? Because like, if you're going multiple times a week, that's like a monthly expense. Like you now are, this is in your budget. Oh yeah. So what so, is a haircut budget for a month? Do you think Jason, like, yours what's appropriate? Yeah. I don't know. What, ahead, I'm right. interested in what you do, Jason. Cause like, you don't have a lot of real estate up top. No, like you could just be like, Hey, cut, just, you cut your own hair. Give me the baldy. 
I very rarely go in for a haircut. Usually my wife does it at home. But Billy, I, I'm talking about like I have my wife do it like once a week in our house wow. on a moment's notice. And like I barely have time for that. Yeah. How does somebody have time to go into a barber shop multiple times a week? Well, I mean, it's like a social event, you know. So here's my thing, Billy. So we talked about this a couple of weeks ago on the pod. So I get my like actual hair cut once a year. Mm-hmm. But for my beard, I go every other week. Yeah. Because I'm on TV all the time. I want it to look good. And so I think most regular people say they go get their haircuts. All right. Let me put it like this way. Well, do you, you do like a shape, black. you do like a shape up too? So with my hair, I'll like I'll pick it out so it's like massive once a year. Uh-huh. Get it cut, and then I'll like have it curled back up. Um, with my beard though, it's just the quick shape up and then mm-hmm. lining everything up, looking nice. I'll say black people probably every two to three weeks. Uh, our our Anglo-Saxon community between three and six weeks. When I had hair, I would get a haircut once a month. See? Yeah. But now I need it every week because now it starts to look fuzzy. Before, it's like I could let it grow out. And if I was four weeks past the haircut, I it was okay enough. I didn't, like, have to wear a hat. But if this goes more than, like, a week and a half, I'm wearing a hat every day until I get a haircut. Okay. But, like, let's say you were on Apple or Bally's. How often would you get your haircut, Jason? Uh... Well, that might, yeah, maybe then it would be like twice a week. If I was on TV all the time like that, yeah, maybe then twice a week. We spoke to Keyshawn Johnson like two weeks ago, and he he goes twice a week. Like he'll go in on Mondays, yeah. and then I guess he goes in maybe like Wednesday or Thursday, like for the end of the week. But he'd go in twice a week. He also told me that he wasn't rich, which I thought was absurd. Really? Yeah. I, I was like, Keyshawn, you're not rich. Fair, you know what's fair? I, I feel what he's probably trying to say. Because you get to a certain point, you're doing moving and shaking like Keyshawn. And he obviously is a lot wealthier than like the three of us. But you get around some people in that lifestyle where it's like, you have a billion dollars. I am well, not rich at all. Well, yes. But his last football contract, I think, was a $50 million contract. So he's he's a he, this is how we were. This is how it came up because we were talking about. um he was talking about like the block that he lives on. Obviously, he lives in LA and lives on like a very wealthy block or whatever. So, by comparison, maybe he doesn't think he's rich, but he was talking about the people that he pays to put up his Halloween decorations. And I was like, <laughs> You pay people to put up your Halloween decorations? And I'm like, He's like, Yeah, of course. Like, I'm not going to put them up. And I'm like, Yeah, like, I don't. And they're like, Why don't you understand this? I'm like, Because I'm not rich. He's like, Well, I'm not rich either. I'm like, You pay someone to put up your Halloween decorations. Like, yeah, that is yes, rich. That's are. rich people shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm giving, I, I'm spending this upcoming Saturday when the Bears are off for the weekend. I've got it marked on my calendar to spend like my entire Saturday cleaning up the lawn, which up here, Billy, in Chicago, like the, the leaves are a big problem. We have to, you have to really go through and clear out the leaves before it starts snowing. Uh, I don't think Keyshawn's doing that. I don't well, think Keyshawn's happens- out there with a rake. No, no chance. What uh, what happens if you don't clear out the leaves before it starts snowing? It gets all nasty and rotten under there. Like you don't want to do that. And it then it's gross thing. in the spring. It, yeah, it's it's probably fine until like April. Then you have that thaw, and then all this snow goes away, and then you have these muddy leaves underneath that you could have gotten rid of. Now you have to wait for it to get warm enough where you rake those leaves again. Yeah, which you probably won't be because we might get more snow. Now you're you're messed up. Hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. Also, another thing that happens in that time of year, Billy, when it thaws, uh, there's just poop everywhere. Oh, God. everywhere. Sidewalks, streets, animal drive poop. from the dogs. Yeah. Yes. People just uh, don't clean up after their dogs. In it's the covered city, in you... covered in snow <laughs> and ice. It could be that. Yes, I suppose. Yeah. Jason lives um, in the burbs. He don't know about what what the life is like out here. So I've, I, I've been so to the city. It's a winter's worth of poop is just like has now thawed out and it's everywhere. Yeah, it emerges in spring, like just like the flowers do. Also, this that's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, it is. Let's start the show there. That's a good idea. Welcome to Sports Adjacent. I'm Jason Leisure with my co-host Russ Dorsey. We have uh, we don't have Tony Gill, but representing the Gill family, we have Billy Gill mm-hmm, from the mm-hmm. Levitard Show. I know why I waved. We yeah, call, this is not. We call him uh, White Tony. White Tony. Actually. I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Because we call Tony Black Billy Gill. Okay. I, I think Tony started calling himself that. Yeah. Did he and really? Started calling Billy. And, that. and we agreed. After okay. like the first time. Yeah. I. It's just, you know, um, weird recognizes weird. What does that mean? I think you know what it means. Where's Tony? I, actually, he had a baby. Actually, he didn't want to come oh, today now? Jeez, no, Tony selfish. actually. Uh, I think I'm I'm so nervous to tease to this, Russ, because you know how Tony is. I love the guy, but he's unreliable and <laughs> fresh off a newborn baby. Everyone's unreliable. Yeah. So we I am really taking my chances when I tell you the audience this and we're not going to take this out. We will not edit this out if he no shows, but we are expecting to have Tony Gill join us for just just a little bit of an update. And I put this to him as like, if you want to do this, Billy's going to be here. If you want to come on and just kind of talk to us, talk to the audience about the baby and everything, great. We'd love to have you. But there's no you don't have to. No pressure. No one's asking you to do this. If you want to, we'd love to have you. And he said he would. So we'll find out. We'll find out together. Uh, Sports Jason is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. You can go to our link, sheetsgiggles.com slash SA, and you'll automatically get 23% off everything. I actually have the flannel sheets on my bed now, Russ, and I'm more of a sheet set guy because I like the I don't like it to get too hot when I'm sleeping. Same. I'm kind of I'm kind of coming around on the flannel boys, though. You know, sometimes when you get into your bed at night, this could happen even in the summer when the air conditioning's on. You get in and it's kind of cold in there. Yeah. It doesn't happen with the flannel boys. You get in there with the flannel boys and it's like it's like bathwater warm. It's ready for you. I All right, so like that's it. a great it's a great point because I made it a, a, a big addition to my bedroom. I don't like the fact that I get hot at night. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's the fact where like in the summer, I mean, or in the wintertime, I'll still have my air conditioner on because I get warm. Uh, and so I didn't want to do that because, you know, electric bill. But what I did do, I added a fan. Mm. Yeah, that's bedroom. a good call. It has changed everything for me. A ceiling fan or a, a like an oscillating portable? <laughs> no, fan? it's a tower fan. Oh, okay. uh, it's on like it hooks up to the Wi-Fi and does all this crazy stuff. But it's tucked away in the corner, strong enough to get the the air over to the bed. And man, it's been great. I've had I've been getting great sleep the last couple. Of weeks. Good, good. I'm glad, Billy. How do you sleep? Uh, not well. Okay. I was, looking, anyway, I'm sorry, I was distracted. I was looking oh, at the flannel I, sheets on Sheets and Giggles website. I thought that was going to be it. I thought that was your entire answer. Okay. Yeah, not well. I mean, I have a newborn, so it's not not great. I feel like every time we have Billy on, you got a newborn. I know. You guys should have me on when I'm not having kids. 
go to uh, go to sheetsgiggles.com slash essay like Billy Gill is right now. You get 23% off everything. Apply it automatically at checkout. This is such a great time. It's November. It's such a great time to get ahead on your Christmas shopping or other holiday shopping. Like knock out an awesome gift for pretty much anybody that you care about over at Sheets and Giggles. Go to sheetsgiggles.com slash essay. Sports Jason is also brought to you by BetMGM. You can go to betmgm.com or download the BetMGM app and get this offer. Your first bet with them gets paid back in free betting credits up to $1,500 with our promo code adjacent1000. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. I have a question for you guys. Fire away. I love Sheets and Giggles. You guys love Sheets and Giggles. We already completed the ad read. You don't have to. No, well, because this question may make it seem like I don't love Sheets and Giggles, so I want to get on the front end and say that Mm -hmm, I love mm -hmm. it, as do you. And not ruin the ad read. I appreciate that. My question. Well, I don't. I don't like how you've started here because that's a sponsor. Well, we no, no, I love. I love them. Over. You love them. We all love them. Okay. We all love Colin. Now, I feel like this is when someone starts a sentence with uh, "all due respect" and then something sure. very disrespectful comes after that. Comment. Not at all. Not at all. Let me get there. <laughs> so, my question is: What level of relationship do you have to have with someone that you buy them sheets for a holiday? Like if someone okay. were to this is a good question. Okay, this is a good question. 100%, 100%. All right. 100%. Okay. I think anyone would like them, but I do think that you should think through who you're buying anything bedroom related for. Mm-hmm. So like I like I if, if we didn't have Sheets and Giggles as a sponsor, I would for sure buy Russ like some Sheets and Giggles for Christmas or his birthday and be like, hey, you're gonna love these. You know, not with me. But you're gonna love these in general. Now, I think fam- you, family you member, feel, you know, that's would fine. Would you feel comfortable having someone give you sheets? I, I don't. I mean, I don't yes. feel a way about it. I, I mean, I'm, I'm all well, about practical gifts. I can see what you're thinking, man. No, good. no, no. You're coming up with like a weird way somebody could do it. Not at all. Not at all. So what I'm my doing. Billy's imagining somebody a mustache being like, "I got you these sheets, Russ." Right. Here's my thing. If they're like we, like Billy said, we all love sheets and giggles. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think sheets and giggle sheets are fantastic. And I'm not just saying that because they've been our sponsor since we started the podcast. I'm saying it because I have like eight sets. Like I don't need eight sets of sheets, but I wow. like the different colors, right? Like this, I have the spring colors, I have the fall winter colors. Um, so if they're quality sheets like sheets and giggles, please. By all means, but if you're gonna get the shitty Walmart sheets like Jason used to buy before we had the sponsor, whoa! I didn't right? know. And he, before he discovered that Cheats and Giggles was amazing, I don't want those. How do you think they get eucalyptus into sheets? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know, Billy. It's like eucalyptus fibers. Yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. I, I'm not a scientist. Eliasel. Me neither. I'm just, you know, we're just asking questions, right? Not only, not only am I not a scientist, but I'm not even like a particularly smart person. I feel like people always laugh when I say that. And I, I don't mean it as a joke. I'm just self-aware. Like I'm good at some things. I'm not like the smartest person ever in the room. So I, I have the answer to Billy's question though. Ooh, so I love obviously this. to, to Jason's. Did you watch a point. documentary on it or something? No. The, well, when we first started using sheets and giggles, I didn't know what, the hell lyocell was but i started researching so eucalyptus obviously they turn those into fibers and then lyocell is like a cotton silk substitute and they blend the two together that's mm. when we have these soft smooth ass sheets mm. and they I can have, be cool 
I have another question for you. Oh, good. Can okay. can we agree that certain scientists and certain doctors are just a waste of the title? Like, if yes. you're this, if you're the scientist that's figuring out how to get eucalyptus into sheets, a great service. But also, like, what are you doing with that that information as a scientist? Like, what are you doing with your scientist brain if that's the science you're trying to figure out? Or if you're, like, or if you're any one of. Or if you're Me? any one of Aaron Rodgers' 18 doctors, you're also well. What was I mean, that, they, Russ? They I was just like, well, if, if it's not if it's not the eucalyptus doctor figuring out how to turn eucalyptus threads fibers into sheets, mm-hmm. like, well, you gonna ask me? I I I talk about home runs for a living. Like you, like yeah, I'm not yeah. the guy to but, figure this out. Yeah, but you're not a scientist. I'm saying if you say you're a scientist, and then what follows is like some dumb research, it's like. You wasted your brain. Why are you doing that? Cure cancer. <laughs> I feel like we should get on that, right? No. Yes, Billy. I was just... Good idea, Billy. Yes. I'm just saying. Good. Good. A way to innovate. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland. For innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Look who's back. <laughs> it's the proud papa. Papa bear, Tony Gill. What's up, guys? How you doing? Welcome back to the uh, the podcast slash uh, Gill family reunion. <laughs> What's up, Billy? I'm so excited to see you, Tony. How are you? Good, good. Thank you for congratulating me on uh, my child. Um, I appreciate on Instagram you you left a, a nice comment that just said congratulations. Um, <laughs> was, so I appreciate from that. the heart too. I meant that. I, I felt it through <laughs> through my iPhone screen. <laughs> Um, no, no, hey man. He uh, typed. He no. typed out congratulations. It wasn't just like a thumbs up emoji. It know? was probably congrats. <laughs> if we're gonna be real, <laughs> uh, but it's 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 more than what Chris Cody left, which was nothing. So yeah, you know, it's fine. How how are you doing this right now? Like, how are you able to do this? How are you not just like physically able? How are you allowed to be on this Zoom right now with a newborn? <laughs> um, I I told I texted Jason. I got fifteen to twenty minutes. And that's it. It's about dinner time. Uh, she's to be fed. She just had a bath, which is why I was kind of rushing in. I didn't get here quite at eight o'clock like I like I wanted to. Um, but you know, you, you I mean, you guys are with child Jason and, and Billy, so you guys know how things go. Um, where is it with child when you're pregnant? Yeah, it is, but you're still with the child though. Yeah, so I have to feel well, like it's no, no, well, no, no, that was different. You said with the child, yes. I am often with the child, with the children in my house, but yeah. I have never been with child. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm currently with with child. 
you know. No, oh, okay. no, no, you're doing it. No, you yeah. totally missed everything you just said. I think he's right. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, I only got a couple couple minutes, so you know, glad to be here. I didn't uh, know if you'd show. Yeah, Jason thought you were gonna know. So, uh, Tone, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna mess around here since uh, you sound like you're concerned that your wife gonna bust in here. And say, Get your ass out here, Russ. Do <laughs> so, you see him, it. Russ? Russ, do you see him in his screen? He keeps looking over his shoulder. Well, so like when when he got on, yeah, hey. I could definitely mm-hmm. I knew who was in the background. The boss is in the background, and he, he keeps that quick turn around side to side. So, like, I'm not gonna waste Tone's time. Tone, they're gonna get me. What is the first mm. month, three weeks been like? With a child, not with child, but with a child. Um, it's been eye opening and mind blowing. Sometimes I still wake up, and if she doesn't make a noise, I forget I have a child, and I'm like, I have things to do. Like there's bottles to be made and, and diapers that need to be changed. I'm just kind of waking up, and like, man, it's such a beautiful day. You know, I check my phone, check Twitter, see if I missed any news, you know, or anything. And I'm like, oh, crap, I got a baby. And, you know, and then I kind of scramble <laughs> <laughs> back to reality. Like, oh, crap, I still got to, you know, I got to do stuff. Um, so that's kind of what it's been like, you know, for these last two weeks. should be two weeks uh, on Thursday. So, um, yeah, it's been it's been kind of like a, a whirlwind since then. I have one time, just once gotten into the house and then remember oh there's a baby in the car because the baby was quiet oh no <laughs> baby was asleep <laughs> the baby was in the car unattended to for like less than 30 <laughs> seconds but if they're asleep and you got a lot going on i could definitely see me doing that just oh man this is such a <laughs> beautiful <laughs> night out i can't wait to get in Please and don't. check out monday night football and i'm like ah right baby <laughs> Tony, do you, uh, I mean, can you tell us anything about how it, it, it's all gone or how your daughter's doing or so uh, she, uh, I mean, it's your personal business. I don't even like saying your daughter's name on here unless you want to say it. Yeah. Yeah. Anaya's doing great. Um, it was a little rough those first couple of days trying to figure out what, you know, what she's requiring of us. Um, you know, what's funny. We, <laughs> we didn't really see her like smile or anything until like, three days in because she was just constantly like hey i'm hungry hey i got a bad diaper hey it's cold hey you know what is this place like hey what's going on like isn't that for the first <laughs> couple days <laughs> what is and that, that? i mean that's, that's what like, you'd be wondering if you were a newborn russ for sure for sure <laughs> yeah, it's like, Mars? It, <laughs> and, and that was a bit kind of interesting because we're like how do we soothe this constantly crying thing like it just keeps crying. Like, do I just have a crying baby? Is this what it what life is gonna be like now? But it was all just because you know she was it's like a smoke alarm hungry. that you can't figure out how to turn off. <laughs> yeah, I was like, do, where are the batteries at? Do I take the batteries out and then you know revisit later? <laughs> Once we got past that phase where it was like, oh okay, she's just really really hungry all the time. Then we Same. started to see her her <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Rick Camp is oh. here, by the way. I, I forgot to introduce Rick Camp when we started the show because he ducked out of the Zoom call, but Rick Camp has been filling in and will continue to be filling in for Tony as our producer. Uh, which I am appreciative. Thanks to Rick Camp. Billy, why did you um, why did you throw your hands up when Tony was... T- why did you react like that when Tony was talking about well, trying to figure out what the baby needs? Well, because I was going to say, isn't it wild that after like just a day or two, they're just like, okay, you can go. like You can leave from the hospital and good luck like raising this human forever. <laughs> yeah. like, very, very short... like. There's a Figure longer, it out. 
There's a longer orientation if you take a job at Office Max. Yeah. 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 And and the whole thing was is like she's been crying. These we stayed a couple days after, which I guess is the norm. Um, and they're like, "Oh, she's fine." I'm like, "Yeah, but she's keep she keeps crying. Like, what what is that? What is that about? Like, that, that can't be that can't be normal if she keeps crying." I'm like, "Oh, she's just she's fine." And doctors are going in and out the next two days, and then we realize when we get home, no, she wasn't fine. She was hungry the whole time. We had to oh. learn from you know my mother in law. She was fine though. She was fine yes. though. It, Overall, fine yeah, fine if they're hungry. Like that's not <laughs> weird that they're hungry. Did but you take the, any classes or anything? Did you take any classes? Oh, that's a great question. Like, we, this is un, this is an untapped mine of information. Like I never even thought to ask him that. Well, because I didn't for my first child because like we had our baby, our first one in 2021. So like there were still COVID restrictions at the hospital. Like we couldn't even we could only have one visitor, which ended up being like a blessing in disguise because then you didn't have like a constant like parade of people oh, coming yeah. in and out. Like when my my wife was like recovering and stuff. Uh, but yeah, did you have to do class? Because we didn't. We were just there, and they're like, "All right, you guys can go now." We're like, "We don't know anything." We stayed for two days, and I'm like, "All right, you guys are ready to go." Uh, here you go. Actually, they they actually wanted us to stay like an extra day, but they weren't really doing much in terms of like, "Oh, this is how you do things. This is how you know whatever." It's trying to get like, y'all. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, y'all want y'all know I got to get insurance, and y'all <laughs> y'all. Speaking of which. Like, what is this barcode thing? Like, you, they get barcodes on the baby and on my wife, and every time, like, they give her an IV or, or well, it's, type it's of medication, so that, it's, it's to make so sure, like a, I think, yeah, so, like, you and your baby are, are not separated and someone doesn't take your baby. And so people okay. know what medicine the baby's gotten. I don't even know why that's weird to you. What do you want them okay. to do? Just, like, like take keep a Sharpie and just kind of mark it on their hand? I, I like, felt like, a, I felt. This is the most I, organized they could be. Yeah, but I it feel feels like, like you're just running up a tab. Yeah, you know, they're yeah. like, oh, charge. I mean, for the, the medicine. it's like the wedding registration where you just <laughs> well, go through and they're not, they're not, not charging you. Just wait, it's the like, bills are coming soon. Like they will come in the mail in like the next couple of weeks, and you'll be like, oh wow, it's very expensive yeah. to have a child. It's like it's like you know when you buy your a car. And they like mm -hmm. they don't they don't you don't have to pay for like the first like sixty days and then boom here comes this bill you're like mm -hmm. Damn yeah it. and I'm like and also like if, if insurance is gonna take care of most of it why do I need to see that oh why do I need to see the thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars that you're charging me so well, then no. you'll have anxiety so then you can go on meds for that so then <laughs> they can charge you again that sure. is what happens you go in for sure. nothing and then you get a bill for like fourteen thousand dollars and I. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I don't know about like how your marriage works, Billy, but in our house, we've been married almost 18 years. And so things just kind of get sorted into this is my responsibility. This is my wife's and health insurance is one of the things that's in her category. And so I, I told you earlier, I'm like, I'm not a particularly smart person. And because I don't handle the health insurance, I don't know how it works. Mm -hmm. So I get the mail. It's got my name on it. It says your bill is $16,000. And I'll just show it to my wife. Like, I need a grown up. Is this real? Is this, do I have to pay this? Uh -huh. And she'll say, no, just stop. Like we have insurance. Oh yeah. The, yeah, the worst ones that insurance company sends are the ones that send you that with like massive number. And then at the end says like, you don't actually owe anything. It's like, well, yeah, why are you yeah, sending me this? Not a bill. Don't send me this. Yeah. I could have been left out of this. This is not a bill. I didn't need to be here for this. I'm like this, this, this feels like an A and B conversation. I, I, I need to see I don't my need way to be out. Here. Yeah, I don't right. need to be here. Um, that needs to start with at the top. That needs to start with instead of yeah. this is just start with you're good, bro. 
and then you yeah. can list it right. out. You'll be like, all right, cool, cool, cool. Tone, have you figured out the uh, the schedule for feeding your daughter? Like, is there a time where you're like, hey, I got to get up? Or does your wife like, move? Like, I don't even want you here right now. Well, the, the feedings go about probably like every three hours, three and a half hours. Like, it's kind of like a clock now. It's like, oh, how long has it been? All right, well, maybe I should get this bottle prepared because I know she's going to be cracked out when she wakes up, you know, because she's going to be hungry. So we've gotten to that type of schedule um, where, like, I know every three hours or if she is going to sleep, I know the first thing she is going to want to do is eat. So if there's a nap going on, the bottle needs to be prepared towards the end of this nap. Otherwise, all hell might break loose. It's just been essentially trying to get prepared to not deal with the cracked out baby. Tony, how are the diaper changing skills? Masterful. It, I, I, I wanted to challenge myself. I'm like, I need something to be competitive at, right? Like, so when I was at the law firm, I was like, okay, how fast can <laughs> I organize these files? Or how fast can I get this stuff printed and organized? So for this, it's like, okay, how efficient can I change this diaper because I know she hates being cold. So again, trying to avoid cracked out baby. So I gotta be quick and I gotta be efficient, but it needs to be clean though. So I already, I do my prep. I take out the wipes, you know, I put out three already out before I take off any diapers. I rub them between my hands because I know the, the, the wiper, the wipes can be a little cold, you know, feel me. So, you know, I rub them like Birdman hand rubs. Uh, I place those to the side. I get the new diaper out. I open up the diaper so it's like an easy slide in, you know, so it can be quick with it. And then once I'm ready to go, once all my, you know, essentials, I got the Vaseline for, you know, got to make sure, you know, diaper rash don't happen. I put that to the side and then it's like, boom, wipe, 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 change, tie, strap up, baby, we good to go. So, you know, I'm, I'm the man with it right now. I, I love this tone. I think this is great content. All right. So is the wiping, and I don't think that this is inappropriate. Do you look at wiping differently for her than you do for yourself? Hmm. Yeah. 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 Because I always have to always have to make sure that you wipe away from the essentials. Wipe away from the essentials. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. You don't wipe away from your essentials? Well, it's it's different from you know yeah, a, a male parts. standpoint. Yeah, different parts going on. So you mm -hmm. wipe away from the the essentials, and the further you go, you don't go back. Right? You don't go back up, right? Because you don't know what you caught on the on the on the first couple of swipes. Well, yeah, you know, you don't want to introduce yeah, we, yeah, something. Now we kind of we get it. Yeah. I'm just letting you guys know, just in case you yeah. may not, you know may not be abreast you know are saying? you going to be one of those parents that's like constantly teaching us these obvious things that you think you're oh, the only facts. one that knows okay <laughs> facts, facts, right. definitely all the, all the stuff that i've kind of yeah. figured out yeah. on my way to you know elite fatherhood you know because i'm, I'm oh, competing okay. wow. against all fathers all right. you know uh, the only okay. reason i asked is that your is agency like... <laughs> <laughs> only reason i asked is i just wanted to make sure tone didn't realize while like cleaning his child that like oh man i've missed this spot my whole life <laughs> and like mm. i didn't know i should probably <laughs> dab this corner <laughs> no no you gotta because like you gotta make sure everything is clean you know babies they it's not like they stretch out for you and, and help you out in the process they're all like scrunched up so you gotta you know 
pull a little leg to make sure like nothing gets caught in any folds and mm -hmm. you don't want to be surprised mm -hmm. the next time you turn over a diaper and it's like ah i left a, a pebble um because i was Jeez. trying to be too quick too quick with it and now there's diaper rash so mm -hmm. you know always want to be efficiency over timeliness but always want to match the efficiency with the time go ahead billy no, he's doing great. I, the only oh, thing okay. that I, the, the only thing I was concerned about was when you when you're wiping the wipes to warm them if you're actually dirtying what are sterile wipes to then that's go a, and that's and fair. Clean wow, water. Really. that's fair. That's fair. I always sanitize before you know I get mm -hmm. in there. You know, put a little hand sanitizer or you know make sure I wash my hands. You know, again, essentials are are happening down there. And thank you, uh, thank you, Tone, for new. acting all these out with your hands on a podcast. <laughs> well, no, it's good. <laughs> They, they yeah. sell they sell wipe warmers, but they're kind of a waste. To be perfectly, that's honest what I keep you. hearing because I, yeah. I wanted to add it to the the registry, but people kept saying me hey, it's a waste. You're not gonna you know need yeah. it after you know the first. Could you until, could so. you tone do this? You drop the wipes into like a, a ziploc bag, close it because that's clean, and then mm -hmm. then warm up the the plastic bag so then you're not mm -hmm. touching the wipes. Yes. That's that's fair. The only thing is, I I think it's still gonna have the the same problem if I pre wrap the wipes. Like if I leave it out, it's still gonna have the environmental temperature effect, right? So I will still need to do something to warm up the wipes. But I get what you're saying though. I get what you're saying. I, I may try that actually. I may try it just to give it a go. But I would still essentially have the same issue of temperature atmospheric. You know what I'm saying? Had have you gotten peed on yet while changing a diaper or have you been pooped on? I have not. I have not. Mm. I've been good with that. I have not been peed on. My wife has been peed on. Mm. I've oh, never. Sure. I'm undefeated for life on really? that. Hey. Never hey. been. Wow. Three, for, yeah. three for three have yeah. never been Salute. peed or pooed on. Yeah. Right. Well, but I'm quick. See, I see. I don't time myself mm -hmm. with a stopwatch and train and do drills and stuff like Tony for diaper changes, but I am. I am like laser like efficient on that. Mm -hmm. I'm not getting, you don't have much of a, if you're a baby and you want to take a whiz on me, like mm -hmm. very small window. Mm. I yeah. feel like you're going to have to, you're like, going to have to outsmart me, baby. Mm. You know, if you, if you want to pee on me, that's what I'm saying. So it's like a 50, like, 50 shot. <laughs> I feel like Jason, I feel like Jason is like Mark Jackson with the nobody, not today with the baby, like no baby. Not today. Like he like turns head and looks at him like you're not gonna pee on me today. And then they don't pee. Hand down, I, diaper down. With my first daughter, I she had a stomach thing where it was like liquid number two that shot out. And oh, I yeah. oh, okay. and I jumped out of the way and I was like, You're not gonna get me. And then I realized <laughs> that the last laugh was on me because it then hit the wall and went down the wall. So now I have to oh, clean the yeah. wall. And yeah. I just stood there, it would have been on my shirt, and I just take off my shirt and I'm good. Now I'm scrubbing a wall yep. and I have to figure out like how do you get this out of a wall? So right. this isn't I, 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 will, I, I will say that why is the stream so strong? It's they weird. just got know. here. Like, Grown yeah. man just stream. Right. It's like, what's happening? <laughs> like, you a 45 year old man? <laughs> I can't wait till uh, Anaya gets just a little bit older and Tony starts giving us all these revelations that parents uh, who have babies always do. They're like, they'll say, I, I've had a bunch of parents do this where they'll be like, you can tell he's really just looking around. I'm like, yeah, what else is he gonna do? We can't do anything else. <laughs> like you can tell he you can tell he's really just kind of taking it all in. Like, yeah, that's what every he doesn't have a job. 
That's what that's what a, that's what a that's what a baby cat would do too. It just, it sees things with its eyes and it just thinks mm-hmm. about that at whatever level it can. Yeah, but I they mean, always will say it like. But they always will say it like their kid is like advanced. Like you should see him. Oh, he yeah. really just he really just kind of you could tell he's just really listening to everything. Like, yeah, I'm, that's what ears I'm, do. She does. She does seem like a very curious child. You know, yeah, sure. there we go. Inspecting like Billy. Yeah. Billy had that on his bingo you know, the card. Room, <laughs> the room and the people, you know, making sure everybody is safe. You know, she don't want to, you know, She's making sure everybody's safe. any problems. Any that's, that sounds right. like how you would describe a German shepherd. Like, what do you mean making sure everyone's safe? Yeah, I mean, you got to peep game. Babies have a very, you know, intuitive way of going about things. Right. That's the only way to, they can't talk. So they got to peep game. So I feel like babies peak game better than the average adult. Tone, I feel on that, but if it's not safe, what's she gonna do about it? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you give she gonna give off the bat signal, you know, with the cry. I'm like, oh, you don't seem like a safe person. Hand me back my baby. All right. Mm. Speaking of which, Tone, if you met Billy Gill, this is we'll let you go on this. If you met Billy Gill and mm-hmm. did not know who he was or what he did for a living, would you in any way? detect vibes that he was a no cop. no no don't uh, you should have asked him what he thought i did because now you've you've taken he, no, uh, he can answer this he's he can do it you're a cop. You're a cop. i'm not my barber thinks that i'm a cop with a desk job uh yeah. well, well i guess you, you're very meticulous it, well I mean, you know I okay guess. there we go right. he definitely agreed with your barber i know well, t- well, Tony was confused for a second and thought that this was like a revelation that Billy yeah. was a, like an undercover or something. <laughs> he's all time. I mean, the, the more I thought about it, show. I'm like, you know, he he's he's very even keeled, very he's very suspicious, very very suspicious. Um, so yeah, I think all those fit. I like, like to look suspicious around. of others. I look around and I just take in the right. room to make sure everything's like a newborn. Yeah. Like Tony's baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my life. This is my life. Love now. you, buddy. So. <laughs> my life. Love you guys. Oh my God. Bye. Love you, Tone. Bye. <laughs> I definitely almost just ended your whole recording. So yo, stop pressing buttons. Just leave. <laughs> <laughs> That's Campy's job yeah. now. You're, get your hands off that. Come on. I'm, I'm gonna right. just do it myself, Tone. Oh my God! Get him out of here before he ends the show. (laughs) So I got a tattoo this week. Oh, this would be my third. Just so you guys can see it. It's roses. Some roses, yes. Um, Billy, have you been tattooed before? I have not. Okay, are you are you thinking about it, or are you just I'm out on the tattoo thing? I'm not actively thinking about it at the moment. I'm not like writing it off entirely. I'm not like opposed to it. I don't like have judgments of people that get tattoos or anything like that. I just I don't know. I haven't felt the motivation to get one yet. Your daughter's names across your chest would that be something that you think about? I feel like I need if I do that. I need to figure I, I need to be done right so that I, I <laughs> or come up with a design that can have additions made fairly easily to it right because I can't get like two daughters and then like that piece is done and then like let's say I have another girl or a boy or whatever right and then it's like well how do we tie this into this like it doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. you know right tattoos are, are very final until they're not see that 
Well, until they're not, I don't know, man. I I don't trust that you could actually get one of those things removed without any trace of it. No, but you could get them covered up. Like you could turn a tattoo into <laughs> something else. You could, yes. Yeah. I saw uh, there was a story in the news this week where uh, a TikTok influencer had supposedly gotten her boyfriend's name tattooed across her head. Yeah. Like Kevin or something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was thinking, I've been married for 18 years almost. I love my wife big time. Things are going well. Yeah. And I still don't know. I still don't think I'm confident enough that I would get a face tattoo of her name. Mm. If you I, can't had, be, I can't be quite that sure. If you had, like, this is obviously a crazy scenario and you don't have to answer the question, but what if it had to be you either have to get your wife's name tattooed across your forehead or you have to get divorced? Well, I'd get the tattoo. I don't want to get divorced, but okay, those are good. bad choices. Well, I mean, it's not my game. Well, in getting the tattoo, am I then are those like are those separate things where no, are, they, are they exclusive? Like, if I get the tattoo, I'm guaranteed that I won't get divorced because then then it all kind of works out. Then maybe I would do it. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> okay, so Russ, we're, we're, since we're on a podcast, let me describe this. Show show me again. This is on Russ's right forearm. He's got three roses. Now, your previous tattoos, I think both of them you drew, right? Did you yeah. draw this one? I did not draw this one. My okay. artist, my guy David, who did my bicep and my inner forearm, he did both of those. And so, yeah, I'm almost done with my lower arm sleeve. And then I just have the inner bicep to do. And I'll, I'll have I'll have uh, the whole right arm done. But is there a meaning? Because... So this one, uh, my bicep strength and willpower for the lion uh, this is my favorite Bible verse. And because I'm a writer, I got two fountain pens on that one. Um, this I can do all things is I can throw, do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Just like seeing it on my arm every day I wake up. And the roses were kind of like they look cool. But <laughs> but also okay. my, I was talking to my mom and maybe subconsciously my grandma loves plants and loved flowers. So maybe subconsciously, like it makes me think of my grandma. Hmm. You want to know something crazy? I've thought about, and this is ridiculous because you just asked me if I have a tattoo and I said no. I've often thought a sleeve looked really cool, but it seems high maintenance. You know what I mean? Like if I get a sleeve, I have to feel like I have to be in shape because if I'm not Mm. and I'm just like some sort of slob with a sleeve, then I'm going to look ridiculous. But I know myself and I know I don't have the willpower to just stay in shape for the rest of my life. So that's one of the things holding me back. So what's crazy about that, Billy, or not crazy, is like the reason I decided to get tattoos was because during COVID, during quarantine, I'm like, how do I come out of this with an enhanced aesthetic, right? Like I had gotten, I lost all a ton of weight, put on a ton of muscle, and I'm like, I look good. But it's like, nah, I'm not final form yet. What's final form for me? So I'm like, all right, I'm going to get my ears pierced and I'm going to get tatted. And so mm-hmm. got my ears pierced first. And then before when I drew my tattoo, I'm like, I'm going to wait a year. And if I still want it, I'll get it. That's when I got my bicep done. But it also helps me that I'm in shape. And so like everything kind of looks like it goes together with the muscles and the tattoo. So I get what you're saying. Jason, how many tattoos do you have? I'm afraid to get one. I have enough trouble just getting a shot or or like uh, an IV in my hand or something like that. I'm not going to go get one, get needles stuck into me like electively. Campy. I've got one on my right bicep. Mm. It's the 
it sounds like it's something I would regret, but I don't. It's the middle of my cool. fraternity's uh, membership pin and my initiation date on it because my initiation paperwork was wrong. Uh, so that wow. was great. And also very on brand for college kids. Uh, but I just like what the fraternity I was in in college stands for. So even though like now I'm just like, okay, whatever with the fraternity in general, it's basically a professional music fraternity that I was in. Then I think the, uh, it's almost like a variation off of like an old English S. So it kind of looks cool. So I'm here for it. And it's something that, Hey, if I ever need it hidden, it can be hidden. That's that. Uh, that's the other part. So like, this is my. This one like really stands out on my forearm. Like it's the one that if you see me, like it's it's there. Um, and I'm cool with that because for a long time, I'm like, oh man, I gotta cover my tattoos if I ever got one. But I played it right. I waited till after I got on TV to get my first tattoo. So it's like you can't take it back now. Like you've already, <laughs> I was here already. Then I got them. Don't I you think, don't you think that's don't you think we're past that though? Don't you think it's not like that anymore? 1, like 1, I like I remember twenty years ago them airbrushing off Allen Iverson's tattoos and stuff like that. And like I don't feel like that would even come up now. I I would almost I don't know. This might this might be way off. Can't be. Maybe you can find statistics on this for me. I would bet more people have a tattoo than don't have a tattoo. And like just right here on our cross our cross sample of a, a Zoom call, two of four, two of the four do. Yeah, I, I think it's when it comes to TV, I think it's way more acceptable for dudes than it is for women, which is effed up. But yeah, like, that's not fair, right? Like, I can have as many tattoos as I want, and it's like, ooh, Russ is cool. But if, if a young lady has it, it's like, hmm, she's rough around the edges or something like that, which is wild. Um, to your pain argument, I think that's what scared me out of getting it for as long as I did. I probably got would have gotten one way sooner because i was like oh this hurts but i got my bicep two and a half hours it was really not that bad and when i say not that bad there is an annoyance to tattoos that's always going to be there i wouldn't say there's necessarily a pain like the first 10 minutes your body's like what is this going into my arm and after that it's like all right i'm cool um this one was the longest one i had it was three hours and Roses. because it's it yeah and because it's on like the meat of your outer forearm Mm -hmm. that's a lot of area where the skin is pretty tough. Like it doesn't hurt that bad. If at all, the inner forearm where I have my, I can do all things. The skin is really thin. That hurt more than any of the other two tattoos, the other three, two tattoos. And it was the shortest. Like it was only took like 35 minutes, but it was the one I felt the most. So there are different areas. You can get them where it's like, ah, I really don't even feel this, but there's some areas where like, yeah, I really feel Okay, so you, those are the three tattoos. Now the yeah. teeth whitening is where in that level? Oh, of pain. that's the part, Billy. The teeth whitening hurt more than any of these. Hmm. Like, I if I really had to put the, the pound for pound the pain, the teeth whitening is way above my tattoos. And I don't think it's close, to be honest with you. Like, I was in pain sitting there. And then when I got home, like the idea that I couldn't even breathe in, I was trying to keep my mouth closed because I didn't want air hitting my teeth. Like mm -hmm. that's what was crazy about that teeth whitening. Yeah, to me, the tattoo itself almost felt like if you opened up a paper clip and just kind of scraped it across your arm, like it's not the most pleasant feeling. In the world. Why would I want to do that? Yeah. 
Well, because the end result is you like the you end say, result. Like of you it. said that, like I might do it just to kind of relax on Saturday at the end of a long day. Maybe you. Will. I mean, some people I, that might I also be a think thing. The quality no of artists matters too. Yes. Right. Like I feel like I have better tattoos than some dudes in the NBA. Like, I was talking mm-hmm. to a friend about that. I'm like, there are some horrible tattoos with dudes in the NBA. It's like, bro, you're a millionaire. But I think a lot of dudes got them early. Friends like, oh, I can tattoo you, bro. And they were not ready for that, <laughs> you know. Whereas I yeah. found my guy David, who was a respected artist, does great work. I trust him now. He makes it everything flow with everything else he's done. But like, I also think if you have an artist that is brand new at it, they probably put more pressure on that needle than maybe they have to. Yeah, and I would say if you're getting a tattoo, you should be the one asking for it. Not the tattoo artist. Oh, let me tattoo you. Yeah. 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 When you said it like that. that, I was like, I think my answer would always be no. So according to the PEW Research Center in Washington, D.C. The Pew Research per- Center? Yes. Is that what it is? Yeah, uh, that's okay. I just want to make culture. sure we're talking about the same thing. <laughs> yes. Okay. 32%. I, just, I honestly wanted to make sure we were talking about the same thing. I. Go it's ahead. one of those where I was like, I'm sure this is a thing and I'm just a moron that's never heard of it. So I'm just going <laughs> to say it as if it's an acronym. Just be it's just in case. Pew Research Center. Yes. Uh says 32% of adults have a tattoo and 22% have more than one. So one in three has a tattoo, then basically. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I was a little high on my estimate. Now it's time for a Chicago Bears segment we call This is fine. I'm okay with the events that are unfolding currently. Everything's fine. That's okay. Things are going to be okay. Billy, have you ever been here when we've done everything's fine? Um, uh, I think I think the last time maybe. Okay. I know that the Dolphins are good now, but but the you know the previous forty or so years before that, I'm sure you can identify with this. But we do we do an occasional segment on here called Everything's Fine, just to remind everyone that with the Chicago Bears, everything's fine. Yeah. Despite what you see on Sundays. Despite what you see in the press conferences, everything's fine. Everything's fine. That that is a Bears tradition, by the way. For those of you that don't live in Chicago, is to constantly, all the way to the end, tell you it's going so much better than you think it is, until they have absolutely no choice but to admit that they're wrong and fire everybody. Hmm. It's just kind of always, just kind of keeps on going. Uh, Billy, you used to do. I don't know if you still do this for Levitard show. But you used to do a weekly montage of terrible coach press conferences. Do you still do that? Uh, yes, sort of. It sounded, sounded, you said yes, but it sounded like no. It well, had the it's cadence still, of a no. It still happens weekly, but I've delegated and gotten some assistance with it. And then I'll like kind of do the okay. final edit and like get it out at the end. But I don't think that must be better. Much. That must be better than listening to every single one looking for these hidden gems. It's yes, it's made my life slightly easier in that aspect. I want to play for you from Wednesday. Chicago Bears coach Matt Eberflus answering questions about whether Justin Fields would play Thursday night against Carolina and see and get as a connoisseur of this, like as a like almost like a wine or a cigar aficionado, as someone who is an aficionado of just empty kind of like just weird uh word nothingness coach press conferences uh, let's get let's get like a rating on this like how they do ratings on wine let's hear what you think of this he's not medically cleared to go 
um, right now, and uh, he's getting better though. I mean, he's he's uh, accuracy's improving. He's throwing it better, and you know he's starting to do more and more and more. So uh, we'll we'll see where it goes. And right now we're listening to him as doubtful, and uh, we'll see where it goes from there. If, is he, if he's doubt, if he's not medically cleared, well, how come doubtful versus out? Yeah, just to see, we got to give him one more day. Give him one more day, but he's uh, he's working hard, and uh, it's getting better every day. So we'll see where it goes. He's not playing tomorrow. Yeah, he's not playing. Why hasn't the medical staff seen given the clearance yet? What is it? What are they telling you? What's that? What, what is the medical staff telling you in terms of why they haven't given him the clearance? Yeah, it's uh, it's really just uh, the clearance is uh, just you know obviously he's got to be cleared to play with the medical staff you know and so. It's really about him feeling good about it and the medical staff saying that he can go in there and function. And uh, he's just not there at this time. Is it an issue of grip strength or? It's everything. It's, it's all. It's, it's all improving. You know, the grip strength, the, the accuracy, the, t- you know, the, the ability to function as a quarterback. It's just, it's all right there. It's, well, it's getting close. I'm just, I'm not, I'm having trouble understanding. He's, he's not playing, but he's doubtful. There's, is he out or doubtful? He, now he's listed as doubtful. But you're saying that he's out. He's not going to play. We'll see where it goes. Uh, the chances are doubtful, 51% that he's in or out. And uh, it's going to be – we'll see where it is. We've got a little time left. But, uh, again, we'll declare him out when he's out. Uh, right now we're still listening to him as doubtful. But he, will he go through any sort of pregame work tomorrow? He may. Okay. He may, yeah. <laughs> you were there for that? You were asking well, questions? So that's I the, saw – I saw – every day. I saw it when it happened, and then I see Jason's tweet. I got to pull up your tweet, Jason, because <laughs> you you were on his ass as you've been with every Bears coach since you've gotten to Chicago from Miami. Like you just, you, just, you just work for while, the, while you're you pulling that up. While, while, you're, like, while, while you're working on that, I, I want to hear what Billy is. I want to hear Billy's. What's your, what's your rating on this, Billy? I just, I just like, I'm confused, though. <laughs> <laughs> so he's not playing but he's doubtful yes we had love- we had at the same time we had listed on the injury report as doubtful and also this sentence with no context just only this sentence no qualifiers no anything he's not playing yeah and we have those two things kind of colliding and and i'm sorry but i can't follow that i love this so much billy and i tell jason all the time if I was a Bears coach, I would have been caught Jason in the parking lot because you're not going to make me look crazy every week, which he's done since whether it's Matt Eberflus, Matt Nagy, like they just throw it at the media and Jason's just like, nah, I'm confused. So this is what Jason tweets out after that uh, horrible display by Matt Eberflus. Quote, Jason Lee. This is nothing, by the way, this is nothing I wouldn't say to his face. Which is fine. These no press conferences feel like they're happening on another planet when we can't establish the bare minimum common ground of what words mean. Somehow, doubtful means out, but means doubtful, but means he's not playing. But hey, there's a chance, but he's not. What are we doing? End quote. <laughs> I am befuddled each week, as you are, Jason. You got to do it for a living. I'm just the, the person who's seen it in, on Twitter of that dude's inability to say words. And then he threw out this random number of, yeah, like 51%. What does that even mean? What? Yeah, everything's fine. It always is. So what do you what do you give that, Billy? Like, how expensive would that bottle of wine be? If uh, I, I mean, I, I'm usually, like, I'll buy, like, you know, a 
you know, ten dollar, uh, you know, fourteen hands or whatever. Like, I mean, when when you're going to the store and you're looking in the the cabs, like, what's this? What's this one going to cost you? I'm I'm not a wine person. Can I just give you a number of one to ten? Yes, sure. Well, because like, what, I was, what trying, I I was say, trying to go with the. It's fine. Yeah, but like, you, okay, but you say you you buy a ten dollar bottle of wine, right? Like, let's say I say like, that's like a forty dollar bottle of wine. But someone listening. They're used to like fourteen hundred dollar bottle of wine. Yeah, you're right. And they'll that's... think that that's not a very good, that's not a very good sound. It's a sliding <laughs> scale, you know. It's different to everybody. Okay, so do you I'm want trying to, to play this game like... the way that you want it to be played, but there's just there's too okay, much variance fine. here. This yes, is, I understand. Look, We've, I, you're confused. Can I be honest with you? No, no. You and Eberflus have something in common here, where there's not a clear definition <laughs> of what it is that we're doing. Get him, Billy. Okay, so do you want to score this like the Olympics, like out of ten? Well, how does that work? Like they hold up, don't they hold up a number? Or no, because like... in the Olympics, there's like there's decimal okay. points, right? And it's always like, and then there's always someone like that's from like another country that will vote like a crazy number, and then you're like, is everything on the up and up here? Like there's something <laughs> up with this judge. Okay, you know what? What point system would you like to use to grade this? You said out of ten, you want to you want to grade it, score it out of ten. Let's do it as out of fourteen. As, like like when you're. Okay, we'll score it from a on a scale of one to fourteen. Yeah, as, as you would be like sifting through the entire NFL looking for uh, useless coach sound clip montage items. What would you score this on a scale of one to fourteen? I would say for that montage, I would score it low because it was long. You know, and and it was very confusing. So there wasn't like one solid clip. Ah, I'd say you need as a one liner in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I need a one useless line in there. As a whole, it was completely nonsensical, and I'd give it a 12 out of 14. <laughs> okay. Wow, okay. Because here's Is... the thing. It seems like he forgot his script midway through, where he just, like, said, yeah, no, he's not playing. And then you're like, so he's not playing? Like, no, no, doubtful, doubtful. It's like, wait, hold on a second. I'm very confused now. Why do they Is... lie? What's what, do they, what does he get out of that? I have no idea. I mean, I don't think the Carolina Panthers are going to be – if they could understand what was said in that press conference, I don't think they're going to spend a lot of time thinking about it. It didn't do it for you. You don't, you didn't get a one-liner there of, uh, I think he said something like when he's out, we'll rule him out. I, there's definitely things in there that I could put, you know what I would do with that? If I were putting it in, I sometimes, if it's a longer clip, I'll break it up with other clips in between. And then you can get like the entirety of like <laughs> a 30 second thing. Yeah. yeah. It just kind of snakes like through there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The thing about like this, that's confusing is if, this is for the Panthers game, right? That that there's all this uncertainty. For Thursday night, yes. The Panthers have so much trouble with themselves right now that they yes. don't need to worry about what the Bears are doing. Like, they need to figure themselves out at this moment. That's where I'm at, Billy. Like, this isn't the, the, the Cincinnati Bengals or Kansas City Chiefs, Phillip Eagles. This is the one in six Carolina Panthers who don't even care about the season because you got their draft pick anyway. It's not going to matter. I, it's just, I'm tired. I'm tired, yeah. Billy. I'm tired of dumb coaches saying dumb things every week. Did you guys see Robert Sala, who just, like, flat out was asked, like, hey, you have Trevor Simeon on your roster. Like, why don't you try that? And he's just like, hmm. You got me. I'm going to plead the fifth. I saw. It's great. I actually wanted to ask you about the Jets, Billy, in our sports segment on the sports show. Mm-hmm. Um, Billy has... A conspiracy theory about Aaron Rodgers, Russ, okay. that is mind blowing about his alleged torn Achilles. Mm. 
What do you got, got for us, Billy? This one got away from me. Sometimes I say things and I don't think of what happens after I say things. So we were we were talking about Aaron Rodgers, the Jets or something, I don't know, on the show a couple of days ago. And uh, and how quickly he's coming back and recovering from his injury and the ACL or the, the Achilles and, you know, how it's all borderline miraculous, how quickly. And I just asked, like, and I, I think I prefaced it by saying, like, I'm not saying this, but. Have you, Which is a way of you saying it. Yes. No, but I, I, I wouldn't. But has anyone ever no. considered maybe he didn't actually tear his Achilles? That That's the that's the. Billy Gill equivalent of the Dirk Nowitzki one-legged fadeaway jumper where he's like, I'm not saying this, but here's a possibility. Well, no, and then, and then, and then it, we did like, like things quickly get away from me. Sometimes then we went further down the path and I think I so said what's the, that. What's the theory though, for people that don't know, because I just happened to see a clip of you talking about it and marked it down in my notes. Like I got, I got to have Billy explain his Aaron Rodgers theory to people. Well, that's as much thought as I put into it. It was just kind of coming out as I was saying it. It's not like this has been something that I've been cooking up for a while now. It's, I know, you know but, what? but what is it though? People, not well, everyone heard it. It's that potentially he didn't actually hurt his Achilles and maybe this could be used to prove that he could beat modern medicine at a very, you know, quick pace, more so than others by listening to dolphins, you know, procreating or what have you. Like that's helping. Did you know him that Russ? Recovery. Did you know that Aaron Rodgers has promoted the idea that the mating sounds of dolphins help you recover from an injury? I I, I don't I don't listen to him to speak. I just, I think, I think he later admitted that he was just kind of joking about that, but that is what he was saying. And of course the thing is, is that like, he's in a position where anything he says people run with. Right. So like he will say that he's read books that he then admits he'd never read. And then he'll say things Mm -hmm. like the dolphins that then he says, like he himself is a conspiracy person, which why, if this ever got to him, I feel like shouldn't be something that bothers him saying that maybe he never actually hurt himself because he's like a conspiracy guy himself. Right. So I said like, maybe he didn't actually hurt his Achilles. He didn't actually like tear his Achilles. Maybe, you know, this was just a thing that he figured out and concocted while he was in his darkness retreat. And then he reached out to Adam Schefter because we needed some credibility. And he said, look, Shefty, I'm going to publicly say that I told you to lose my number. And then people are going to think that we're on the outs and then we're going to have this situation. And then you as like one of the most credible people will then confirm it. And then (laughs) that's all that we need because no one will go to a doctor. And even if you go to the doctor, the doctor's not going to say, no, my patient is lying. Right. Like there's some, but he tore the Achilles on national TV. Everybody saw it. Well, we talked about that. There's a possibility. Some were saying not me, but some are saying maybe, (laughs) you know special effects like he had a prosthetic there like similar to how you see people get shot in movies that don't actually get shot yes thank you for you know there's some people that get shot in movies that don't actually get shot and and it could be like there's a prosthetic and then maybe someone hit like you know a remote or something and then the prosthetic like triggered and then you see like the flap in his pants like you never know you never know i wouldn't say i'm just saying have we thought that this might be a possibility (laughs) Is what I'm saying. And much to my surprise. Russ, he's not done. Russ, Russ, he's not done. No, much to, much to my surprise, this thing got aggregated by like multiple places, which is just insane to me. Like Awful Announcing wrote a thing about it. Sports Illustrated wrote a thing about it. And it's like, are you guys serious? Like, did you even hear what, what I said? Like, why are, why are we running with this? One, I have beef with Awful Announcing. Two, 
Uh, Billy's not the first person I know that have had this belief. We were actually talking about it at the studio today because mm. it's like th- there's no way you can do what they are saying he is trying to do. As somebody who's torn their Achilles tendon at a much younger age than Aaron Rodgers. I was 19 when I tore my Achilles. He, they, he's 40 or 38, something close to 40 and tore his and I understand he has the best doctors in the world and his job is to rehab that thing every day. I didn't have, bro, you're not telling me my 19 year old Achilles is going to heal slower than his 40 year old Achilles. You just not like, and what that surgery requires my surgeon, his best friend did Terrell suck surgery. We tore Achilles the same year. Terrell sucks came back. And I think seven months, this would be, much quicker than that. I just don't, I don't think it's possible. And so I'm also like Billy, I'm not saying it wasn't real. It's not me. I didn't say it. I just saying <laughs> I can't understand why people think he was bullshitting. But also, why would the Jets allow him to run with this if he was bullshitting? What if they don't know? I wouldn't say it, but some are asking. <laughs> so the doctor's just lying. I mean, what, you put that doctor in a terrible spot, right? Because what is the doctor going to say? This person's just making this up? <laughs> yes, that's usually what people in this right, medical you, and science you profession say, You could just say, say HIPAA. You could just say yeah. HIPAA, and then uh, I can't tell you. Uh, see? Checkmate, Jason Leisure. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Russ, let's do the news. Got it. So, Billy, on our show, we've been just absolutely dialed into and fascinated by winning time on HBO. So this story is right in that wheelhouse about Jeannie Buss. Lakers owner Jeannie Buss says that she, in fact, did not date Dennis Rodman, Mm. as he claimed. This is from 25 years ago, basically. But she was asked recently on In-Depth with Graham Bensinger, uh, as though this was a given, he was like asking her about her dating life and John McEnroe and stuff like that. And she, and he was like, tell me a good story about dating Dennis Rodman. And she's like, well, actually, I didn't I didn't date Dennis Rodman, even though Dennis Rodman said like two months ago in an interview that he dated her for six months when he was with the Lakers in 1999. Uh, Dennis is not necessarily wrong on this, actually. I, I can see once she explained it, why he'd be confused. Jeannie Buss says that when her dad brought in Dennis Rodman to the Lakers in 1999, he told her to keep tabs on him at all times, which if you've been watching Winning Time, sounds like exactly the kind of dumb job he would assign to Jeannie. But it's easy to see how Dennis might have misinterpreted that. Jeannie Buss says, you could say it was dating, to say it was making sure that I had an eye on him. So she was like, always, if Dennis was going out, wanted to go with so she could keep an eye on him and make sure that he wasn't doing anything that was going to be problematic. There's a question I want to ask here, but I want to be respectful to Jeannie Buss, so I won't. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Genie you could do the Billy move and you could say, well, I, some people are asking. Not some people are asking. Man. I, I'll, I'll say this part, though. I know what Jeannie Buss looks like right now. Hmm. Okay. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Like, if she pulled up on Russ Dorsey today, I'm not saying I wouldn't try to go with Jeannie Buss right now. Okay. Just saying. I feel like I wouldn't have my kids doing jobs like that. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's hazardous. Dr. Buss was a wild boy, so he was ahead of his time. Billy, uh, have you you live in Florida. Have you taken your kids to Disney World? I yes. Well, I took yeah. my my oldest daughter to Disney World. I took her we went one time when she was six months and we went to Epcot Center. So she didn't really get like the full Disney experience. And then last year in December, we took her or like January, we took her because the tickets are on sale at that time of the year. We took her and it was an absolute disaster. She got sick. My wife got sick. Everyone was vomiting everywhere. It was the worst. We had this run like where we've gone out of town maybe like three or four times. And like the first 75% of those trips, she always got sick just by happenstance. Ends up with a fever, like things that then we need to like panic and rush out and get like medicine for babies. And it's just, yeah. So we have gone to Disney world. It was, it was, wonderful okay i'm sure when you took your daughter when she was six months old she was very observant just kind of taking it yes, all in making sure that there. you know yeah. everyone was safe um something that has come up in the news with disney this week that i had never considered would be a thing apparently according to yahoo news people are going to the bathroom in line for these rides you're talking about 60 to 90 minute waits for these rides so i understand why somebody would need a bathroom at some point during that time perhaps but they are going to the bathroom in line i saw that headline but i didn't read the story so are are they wearing diapers like what is no they're just going so uh, a reddit user posted uh i'm in queue for rise of the resistance and someone let their kid take a dump on the floor and just walked on end quote and another another commenter uh on reddit mentioned that there is a quote poop hall at the flight of passage ride. And it's like a hallway of, you know, like the kind of the long line or corridor or whatever you'd call it. Like when you're waiting in line, some parts of it are inside, some parts of it are outside. Mm -hmm. There's apparently a stretch of it that's enclosed in a tunnel that is known as the poop hall. And these two guys who wrote a book, these two people who wrote a book uh, about working like janitorial duty at the Disney properties confirmed this, that there is such a thing as the poop hall that they have to clean up and that they have, they have what's called a code H among the janitorial staff, huh. which used to stand for horse. So it was code horse. Uh, one of the horses had been walking down Main Street in the parade or something and did its business and it had to be cleaned up. Uh, they eventually modified to have a second code H that's called a human code H, which apparently is for people making number two in the line. Hmm. Russ, you look disgusted. Um, <laughs> I don't understand how this happens. I was, would be. Yeah, you're right to be disgusted. Your reaction is correct. I I was wondering how this possibly happens because I'm thinking before if if it's that bad, I'm just getting out of line and I'm going I'm going to lose my spot in line, so be it. Like waiting and getting back in the line and waiting another 45 minutes totally worth it to avoid this situation. But then I learned reading uh in the New York Post that Disney actually has this. I did not know this, but like employees will hold your spot in line if you have a bathroom emergency. You can get someone, you can raise your hand and be like, I, I need a, I need help. I need an assistant. I need a grown-up. Hold my spot. I really got to go to the bathroom. And they'll do that. Hmm. On top of the other thousand reasons not to just do this in the line, I, I think that's a good one. So I was just looking while you were going through that, how much the, like the fast pass at Disneyland would cost. And it's 
thirty dollars a person. Are you serious? That, is that cheap? And like that cuts down the wait time. They say you can avoid spending hours in the line, which is what you said. Ninety minutes is a long time, and you'd be in line for like thirty minutes. Why would you not just spend the extra thirty bucks per person to do that? Yeah, it's I like mean, let's... it's like TSA pre. Like people don't realize TSA pre is not super expensive. Like yeah. why? Why do we lie? Yeah, don't broadcast that. I don't want everyone finding out about that. Hmm. I want to keep that a secret. Yeah, but yeah, let's say you got a family of four. Billy, you do have a family of four. And the fast pass is $30. So $120. 120. And I tell you, hey, Billy, there is going to come a situation while you're at Disney World where one of the four of you is going to end up making a number two in the well, line. Two of the and four of of us probably will make a number two in the line, but they're in diapers, so it's acceptable still. Let's just say it's not going to be in the diaper. Oh. And But I tell you, for $120, you can avoid this entire problem. I well, mean, that's easy. So unless things have changed, the it's like $30 a person, but you can only get like two at a time. And then mm. once those times come, then you can get more. So it's not like you get it and you can use it for any ride at any time like it's a mm, constantly moving thing okay. yeah but so maybe there is a scenario where you would have to go to the bathroom in the line you're saying possibly yeah but also like i'm an adult and i know when i'm gonna have to go to the bathroom and i can do it before i get in the line like i it's a very avoidable situation like i can know yeah. with some sort of certainty like in the next 90 to 120 minutes, I may need to go to the bathroom. Let me try to do that now, you know? But also, yeah, like, if, if you're, if you're, you're not able to do that, then you're probably sick. Yeah, but uh, yeah, and but, shouldn't be uh, there. If you're if you're a person that's just going to poop on the floor in a uh, in a theme park, you probably don't have all that much shame that you're like, oh, you know what? I'd, I'd rather just spend the money to save myself the embarrassment. Because, like, once you make the decision, I'm going to poop on the floor. Like, you're probably pretty shameless. As an adult, come on. Like, if they said that a kid did that, I can get past that. But as an adult, you say, kid, I can't make it to the... Yeah. Let's no. go to poop hall. Yeah. <laughs> you need your ass whooped right there at Disney. Like, it, Mickey Mouse comes over. <laughs> when you say, Russ, when you say that a kid may, might not have that shame, I mean, I think if you're over four, you do. You said over four? Yeah, if you're over four, you've got you've got enough shame not to do that. If you're eight years you're old, not, you're not doing that. You're wrong. You gotta be practically a baby to just be willing I, to I don't I don't do think that. kids' minds work like that. Hmm. Especially at a theme park. A kid is gonna go, I'll be damned if I'm gonna lose my spot in line. We've been waiting all this time. <laughs> kids get excited, they're like sensory overload, they've been waiting all this, and they're like, I gotta go, to, I gotta pee, but no, nah, and then it's gonna go right there. Wow. Is it a job of employees to try and anticipate these situations? Like as they're going by lines. Them. Yeah. Like look for the fidgety people. And at that point, would they call out a preparation H? <laughs> That's a good one. Campy. Thank you. And finally, Russ <laughs> and Billy and Campy, a man named Jay Vaughn in New Jersey was selling his 2007 Chevy Silverado pickup. And he was just selling it to another person. Like you sell it on, craigslist or social media or whatever so he agrees to sell it to a guy for ninety four hundred dollars and you're going to want to remember that number uh everybody's happy that sounds like a good deal for a used chevy silverado 
even from 2007, under 10 grand. So $9,400, they agree on a deal. Um, as the buyer is pulling up to his house to complete the transaction, here's what happened. That sound, if you didn't see it like we did, is the sound of a deer leaping over another car in the driveway and crashing into the side of that pickup truck. Y'all don't realize you didn't see it, how far that deer jumped. Like, think Santa's reindeer. That's how far that deer jumps. Yeah. So picture that in your head as you listen to this again. Play it again, Campy. So the width of this driveway, just to give y'all a picture, is probably 50 feet. Like there are three whole cars. three cars wide plus, yeah. Three cars wide. And one of those cars, the one that got hit, is a pickup truck. This deer jumped from before it even got to the driveway in the grass to almost three, a little bit over three quarters of this driveway. It's it's like it's this thing's floating. I'm my mind's gone. Can you imagine the the bad luck though, Billy? Like if your buyer gets there just a couple of minutes earlier, this doesn't happen. Well, well how does the story end? Did they renegotiate a price? That that deer they, cleared two cars. Did. I cleared one, I think. There was two cars oh, the in the other, driveway. The other one was a little bit of an optical up, illusion. Yeah. It's the first it would have cleared over, two cars. It jumped over the first car, then there was an empty space, and then the pickup mm -hmm. truck is where the third car would be in the three right. wide. You're right. right. Yes. He it the deer cleared two parking spaces. Yeah. Yes, you're correct about that. Um so that sound if and if you look at uh close ups, there were they, you know, the news was all over this. Uh there's a huge dent in the side of that pickup truck where the deer hit. Huge. Um that sound you heard of the deer hitting the truck cost Jay Vaughn of New Jersey $900. He had to come down $900 on the price to complete the sale for now $8,500. That's the news. Oh, man. This has been an eventful day here on, on Sports Adjacent. We'd like to thank friend of the show, Billy Gill, for dropping by and hanging out with us billy you you know that you're always welcome here but it's always good to see you and hear from you and get your your, your thoughts on our on our platform well thank you for having me i enjoyed it i'm glad we saw tony too not that i didn't like you campy but i'm just glad we saw tony we got <laughs> to see his baby i like to see babies good. jason does it clearly jason, that's why you keep having not yeah well please don't put that out there I feel like well, two is my max. With your lovely wife. Yeah. I'm not hey, Billy's wife. I'm not just throwing it out there that he just having babies. Yeah. With you. Um, we'd like to thank everybody out there for listening. Sports Jason is brought to you by the wonderful folks over at Sheets and Giggles. Go to sheetsgiggles.com forward slash SA to get our deal of 23% off. Your next purchase at cheatsgiggles.com using promo code sports. That is promo code sports. It is getting cold. Thanksgiving is in two weeks, guys. Christmas is in a little bit over a month. It's time to put the flannel boys on, on your bed. If, you, if you're here up in the Midwest where we are, down where if you're down where Billy is, you keep the sheet set on year round, right? Like it, it's gonna be a little too warm for, for the flannel boys, but the, the flannel sheets. 
they get you right. The sheet set, they also get you right. They have plenty of colors. They got olive and purple and royal blue. Like it, they'll they'll get you right. Pearl, a favorite of mine. Great mm. color. Sheetsgiggles.com forward slash SA promo code sports. We're also brought to you by BetMGM. You can get up to $1,500 back in site credits if you do not win your bet by using promo code adjacent1000. That is adjacent1000. College basketball is getting going. College football is getting going. The NFL. There are plenty of things to bet on. BetMGM, the king of sports books. Jason, anything before we let the folks go? I'm good. Billy, what, what should people be looking for uh, in the next week or so from you? I don't know. On, on your various platforms, various podcasts, there's nothing that you can be like, hey. Any highlights? Uh, hmm. No. I mean. All right. Way to sell it. Billy, do you have a framed Dolphins jersey in the background? I, I, I do. I have it framed. Can we see a, it? What is it? It's a Tua jersey. Yeah. Tua jersey. Okay. Did he it's give sign- that to you? Well, so uh, it's, it's a signed Tua jersey that he signed at Radio Row. And it, it was like uh, early last season, I I went on a whole, there was a whole journey to get this jersey where I, I ordered a jersey, but I ordered a white to a jersey and I ordered a large instead of an extra large. And then when I got it, it was see-through and it didn't fit me. And I realized <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm not as thin as I used to be. So then I had to get a teal and I had to get an extra large. And then it was just like an ongoing, occurring, re- recurring thing from time to time where they'd make fun of me in my Tua jersey. And then I wore it to Radio Row at the Super Bowl. And then he came to promote some sort of Subway sandwich. And we had a game. And it was an incredibly awkward interview that went very, very poorly. Dan was involved. And uh, and we were, we were in fact, blamed for... Under the bus all the time, man. He asked him about concussions and stuff when he was supposed to be promoting a sandwich. And then I tried to make a joke that didn't land... And then Jeez. was was it a concussion uh, joke? Good idea, Billy. Well, so it was like I was trying to actually like smooth things over after like multiple concussion questions. I, I ask and you need the context of knowing at the time there was a doctor on Twitter who accused uh, the Dolphins of all kinds of things and said that Mike McDaniel and the Dolphins should be charged with murder, even though Tua was still very much alive said that the Dolphins should right. be charged with murder after the second um, oh after the Strong second take. concussion in Cincinnati. Yes. So he said that, and we're like, this guy is ridiculous. Well, some of us said this guy's ridiculous. Other people were like, wow, that was very informed. And we're like, okay, the guy's a crazy person. He used to be a wrestler. Anyways, so I tried to, I tried to soften things after the multiple concussion questions and doubt by saying to, <laughs> saying to Tua right next to him, are you glad – that they didn't charge Mike McDaniel with your murder. And, <laughs> and, and then what, what ended up happening was like the Dolphins fans, the Dolphins fans clipped just that part of it and didn't realize that I was trying to like make, you know, soften what was actually right. going on and move on with the interview. Like I was actually trying to do good with that question. Misguided, I might admit. But I was trying to do good with that question. Um, and then something happened where he canceled a lot of his interviews for the rest of the day. So everybody was blaming us and, yeah, and blaming that. And 
I didn't know that all of this yeah. was going on on Twitter until I was about to board my flight because it was like a rush thing where you're just trying to get out of the Super Bowl and like running to the airport. So we had like 12 interviews that day or something. So I'm getting on the plane. I'm like, oh, crap. Like, what did I do now? Because I'm just seeing like all of my mentions and all the clips. Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is not what I intended. Anyways, after all of that awkwardness, he, lovely man signed my jersey and everything and just kind of went on with the rest of the day i had no idea that we had caused the problem that day you thought everything went great yeah and and here's a funny thing about this when i took that i so i had it just kind of hanging in my closet for a while and it was like the off season and i took it to the frame shop like i, I don't know whenever it was june or whatever and the guy at the frame shop which is like the strangest thing by anyone who mm -hmm. runs a business he's like Are you sure you want to frame this and he's like, he's like, I heard that they may cut him this week because it was like the deadline. And I'm like, dude, like, I was like, what do you know? And he's like, I, I heard that the deadline's like on Tuesday. They may cut him. Like, are you sure you want to do it? I'm like, yeah, like, yes, I'm trying to pay you yeah. to do this. How do and I it wasn't cheap. Money? Yeah, it wasn't cheap. And then luckily, like later in the week, they're like, oh, well, they're not going to give him. They're not going to sign him to his, you know, his fifth year, whatever it is. But he's going to stay on the team. He's going to be their starter. I'm like, this is great. And then he's gotten off. He's had a nice little start to the season. So I'm glad that I have it. But yeah, that jersey was there for a very awkward exchange Jeez. where I ask a living person if they're glad that their coach wasn't charged with murder in jest. <laughs> what a sentence. They were so pissed. Russ, you okay, man? Russ is laughing good so hard he can't speak. Good on good on Tua for after that horrible exchange with you guys said. Oh no, 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 that's not your jersey. Dude, he was so nice. Like, but the thing is, is like early in the interview, like someone asked, like, hey, you're gonna sign Billy's jersey? He's like, Yeah, whatever, right? And they it went so horribly that I was like, I'm not bringing this up, whatever. And he just I swear to God, reached over the table, grabbed the Sharpie and just like signed the jersey and like dapped me up and like gave me a hug. And I was like, yeah, have a great day, blah, blah, whatever. The nicest guy. It was a crazy day. The more you know. And we will catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Sports Adjacent with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms. I'm very much adjacent. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James? You adjacent to the mother Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.